Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Are you new to homeopathy? Join Sue Meyer on February 20th at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time for her next live online homeopathy basics class. In this live two-hour Zoom training, Sue will go over the basics of using homeopathy and ensure that you leave the class feeling confident in using homeopathy with your family. Sue will cover how to choose a homeopathic remedy, how dosage works with homeopathy, potency, how to know if a remedy is working, what interferes with remedies, aggravations versus proving a remedy, and much more. The best part of this class is the live question and answer session with Sue at the end of the class. You have the opportunity to ask Sue your questions about the basics of using homeopathy. Registration for this class ends on February 19th. So go now and register at homeopathyformommies.com forward slash basics. Hello, and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. This is Sue Meyer. Today we're going to talk about coughs and respiration. In other words, anything that affects our breathing, our nasal cavities, but mostly about the cough. Um, because the funny thing is, is when a child, for instance, has a cough, usually the nasal passages or the mucous membranes are affected as well. So we're going to go through a lot of remedies here today. And actually, this is going to be a two-part show. But we're going to go through these remedies, and we're going to talk about the effects of the remedies upon the cough. And so let's get started. First of all, I do want to mention that most of the time when someone has a cough, I must always recommend some sort of an herb. I like to use tinctures for coughs because the mucous membranes so readily absorb the tinctures. But I also noticed when I was doing my research that John H. Clark, obviously he's one of my very favorite authors, he recommended that a teaspoon of pure glycerin for children be taken three times a day. And he said that that had a, a major healing effect on the cough and respiration. So I thought, you know, that's really that's really great because there are some tinctures out there in glycerin. I don't use them myself. I always use the alcohol-based um, tinctures because they, they will last indefinitely. A lot of parents want the glycerin for the children, and I say, you know, the alcohol is not going to really hurt them. But anyway, after reading this John H. Clark, I have to eat my words. I have to say, wow, okay, maybe we should take another look at the glycerin-based tinctures for children just because they're more medicinal in the sense that they're healing on the mucous membranes. So anyway, um, if you were to use the glycerin, you know, there's, there is a Sambucus tincture based in glycerin that's, I would definitely consider. I don't know if it's Nature's Answer or I actually had it at the store at one point. I don't think I do anymore, but I should get it in again. But it's the um, Nature's Answer or Nature's Way or something like that. Okay. So anyway, that's something to, something to think about. But I use tinctures like... Um, I like to use golden seal because it boosts the immune system so readily. Um, Lobelia is one of my very favorite tinctures for a cough. I like the grapefruit seed extract tincture because it helps to kill bacteria, again, to boost the immune system as well. And you can even use garlic tincture. 
um, for killing the bacteria and boosting the immune system. There is a number of tinctures, and one of these days, actually, I will get them listed, okay? <laughs> but don't hesitate to boost your body's immune system when you have a cough or something like that, especially for the children. It's, it's very important to get that immune system going. Astragalus is another really good one for immune system. And, uh, you know, when we get sick and we have a virus and we're not able to overcome it within a day or two, that means our immune system is, is low anyway. So we should really boost it with a lot of vitamin C and then the use of tinctures. So don't forget that. So let's get started with some of the remedies that, and we're going to go in alphabetical order. And I will make note of the fact that a remedy is used readily in whooping cough. A lot of parents get so upset. Oh, you know, we don't vaccinate and so we're always being harassed, you know, about the pertussis and that, oh, your kid's gonna, your kid is a threat to our children because they're not vaccinated. And I look at them and I'm thinking, what a contradiction that is, right? Because if someone else's children are already vaccinated, why would your child be a threat? Because they're already protected. So just don't even go down that road with these people. The point is, is yes, whooping cough is out there and there are other coughs too as well that the children can get. And whooping cough is bad. And I remember my dad saying, Oh, I remember walking by the neighbor's house, and they had like nine boys in that house. And he says, and they had the whooping cough, and he says, they coughed for weeks in that house. We were so scared we were going to get it. And I can understand that. That would be a pretty scary because whooping cough is so horrible, you know, and it always ends in a whoop. And I had, I know about last year or two years ago, the doctor said whooping cough was going through central Minnesota. There was no whoop to the cough. Yeah, it was a really, really bad cough. I've talked about it on my different podcasts. But there was no whoop at the end of it. So it was something entirely different. It was just a bad virus that was really hard to overcome. And we had been using different remedies for that. And I was unable to find the correct remedy at that point. And I actually thought of Lobelia. Started giving Lobelia to... These, these are my, some of my grandkids. And Lobelia kicked it in three days. So, and that was after several weeks of coughing. So, as we're going through these cough remedies today, I actually learned a lot about the specific cough when I was doing this little podcast here. I mean, it's by the time I started using homeopathy, coughs were wasn't a huge part of my world, and so I didn't have a lot to deal with, you know. So I didn't I didn't really specifically learn about it. I know when I was asked to put together a cough and respiratory podcast. I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. There's so, so many remedies for coughs. Actually, as it turns out, I'm, I'm going to talk about 63 remedies here today. And many of them are just remedies that are in the regular homeopathy for mommy's kit, but there are a few that aren't. They will be hopefully in my next book. But it's very interesting because they're so specific. And if you can learn them, great. And we're going to talk about the kinds of cough that they are. Okay, so the first one obviously is aconite. And aconite is listed as a cough remedy because it's actually listed under whooping cough as well. Um, but it's the type of cough that after they've been exposed to dry winds or drafts of air. And then they end up with this terrible cough. It's a short, dry, irritative cough. And it can even wake the patients in their sleep. And it brings away, there's not a lot of phlegm with this one. It's just that, that dry, short, irritative cough. And so you always think of aconite, obviously, when someone's been exposed to dry or to cold winds, to wet weather, because that can end up, they can end up with a cough just for that exposure. Alium sepa is one of my very, very favorites. It also is a whooping cough remedy. 
And I say ileum sepa is one of my favorites because with the ileum sepa, you can have the laryngitis. And I actually had this um, a couple weeks ago. It started with, with laryngitis. I just simply lost my voice, and then I ended up with a bit of a cough. The cough wasn't super, super bad and what is it, wasn't as bad as some people had been getting, but it lasted for, golly gee, quite a while. And if I would have thought to take alium sepa, oh, I would have just gotten over it. Silly me. But it's the kind of cough and it can have the acrid carisa, in other words, the, the drippy eyes and nose. And it's just the cough seems as if it would split the larynx in two. Okay, when you have that kind of cough, think of this. And there's also a lot of sneezing. So sneezing, drippy nose, eyes, the larynx feels like it's going to be, like I said, split in two. Think of this remedy. Illumina, Illumina, I put in, it's in here just because when nothing else works, and this might just simply be a constitutional remedy, but it's that dry, hacking cough, and it can be very pharyngeal and laryngeal as well that can have that irritation. The, f the pharyngeal area is the back of the throat and up into the no nasal passage, way in back. And then, of course, the larynx, the laryngeal area, is in the throat. And so if it's really, really dry, go ahead and take a dose of Ilium sepa. And a lot of these cough remedies, like the belladonna, the aconite, the lumina, they can also they can be taken intercurrently too because they're so specific to situations that don't hesitate to give them, like I say, intercurrently. Another one of my very favorite cough remedies because it's so so specific and this is a whooping cough remedy is ambergrisa, and ambergrisa has a very spasmodic choking cough, and the mind symptom for this one is the the patient is always a nervous person. So when they get emotionally affected by something, then they, the cough can come on. And that is an ambra situation. Then we come to Antimonium arsenicum. And this is a remedy where the cough is preceded by a dreadful wheezing. It starts wheezing, and then, and then it goes into the cough. So the wheezing first, and then the cough. And it's a really good remedy for the older people that may even have emphysema. It's also a really good remedy for where there's the catarrhal pneumonia. In other words, a lot of the mucusy, sticky mucus on the in the lung area, and it's associated with the influenza. So people who end up with a pneumonia because of the influenza, this can be a really really good remedy for them because they can't get their breath. They can't, that say like I say the wheezing, 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 and then the cough. Antimonium crude is another really good whooping cough remedy. It can start with the laryngitis, and it's usually from being overheated or even from cold bathing when it's not what the body wanted in the first place. Antimonium crude, again, can also be used intercurrently because it's, it's a type. It's, if the tongue is real white, it's called for. Antimonium tart, again, another whooping cough remedy. Chronic contarol cough mucus expectoration, easy and profuse. The, it's just that wet, we always talk about antimonium tart, that super wet, rattling chest. They are wiped out on the sofa. They don't feel good. They're perspiring. The, and it's famous for when the, the coughing fit is brought on by anger. <laughs> oh, gee, that's me, no. <laughs> Arealia, rismosa. This 
and I don't even know if my pronunciation is as close as it should be, but this cough tends to come on in paroxysms about every two hours. And a lot of wheezing. They feel like they're going to suffocate. They tend to panic. And the child might even be sleeping, and then you'll hear them whistling even in their sleep. And this is very loud musical whistling, inspiring and expiring. So I threw it in here just for that reason because it's very specific to that like I say, musical wheezing. And the least current of air can cause sneezing. So I threw it in there, real salty, acrid taste to the nasal discharge. It's really an important respiration remedy as well. Argentum nitricum is only in here because, not so much for respiration, but because when someone has the need to constantly be clearing their throat, Argentum nitricum is a really good remedy to know about. Then we move on to Arnica, and Arnica is also listed as a whooping cough remedy when blood vessels begin to rupture, especially in the eye and possibly even from the nose or spitting up of blood. So that's when you have, you have injury, when the coughing has become like that. So always give a dose of Arnica. Again, intercurrently, Arnica is very helpful. Arsenicum. Arsenicum is just a really good remedy to have on hand the restlessness of the patient waking at night. Um, they have a little bit of phlegm, a very scanty expectoration, but restless and anxiety. Think of, always think of arsenicum. Beritocarb is the chronic cough in children with enlarged tonsils. Again, it's thrown in here because it's an important respiration remedy. Belladonna is listed even in whooping cough, because obviously whooping cough is a virus and belladonna is the great viral interrupter. So it's listed here, again, don't hesitate to give it intercurrently. But it can also have a very irritative laryngeal cough. Worse in the evening and early at, early night, The, of course, if you're going to be using this remedy, the redness of the face and the sparkling eyes, those are all going to be part of the symptom picture if belladonna is called for. Another really good remedy to have on hand for respiration is bismuth. And bismuth is a remedy to think of when the stomach is involved. It's, it's like They call it the stomach cough. Uh, it's worse when the stomach is actually empty. And they cough by day and night with copious expectoration. And they, they tend to have pain in the middle of the diaphragm. They may even vomit or spit up dark, bloody, or blood-streaked expectoration. Um, oddly enough, bismuth, you can associate this remedy with the cough because it's actually the remedy for, it's the main remedy for stomach cancer. And a lot of times, like I said, you know, it's like even a heart, a heart cough, stomach cough, you, you, they're really a thing. You, you hear about them when you're a kid or whatever, living on the farm, but it's really a thing. And this is the remedy for that stomach cough. Bromium is um, one of the main respiratory like pharmaceutical drugs that they use, and they put bromide in like nebulizers for, I know, I've known a couple of people that had the regular prescription of this, and it would go in their, their nebulizer to help them breathe easier. But the bromium is famous for that laryngitis, that tracheal cough, because it affects the mucous membranes there. And there can be a hoarseness. They may have difficult inspiration and stitches or little pains in the lungs and burning behind the sternum. 
one of the main sensation is if the air passages were full of smoke. It's a very spasmodic cough with rattling mucus. Bryonia is really good for cough. Again, I like to use this intercurrently because this is such a major flu remedy. Um, the dry hacking cough from irritation in the upper trachea, again, any kind of irritation due to the influenza or other exposure to some other virus. The cough can have a can be with sneezing. And when coming into a warm room excites the cough, think of bryonia. Calcarb. This is a really funny one because calcarb is, it can actually be the remedy for habitual cough. Um, cough from tickling, as if from a feather or throat in the dust, dust in the throat. Uh, constant tickle in the middle sternum, and it can be a really hacking, hacking cough. The funny thing is, is it can also just be a single cough. Many people call that habitual, but <coughs> just a single cough, that's calcarb. And again, you can give this intercurrently because it's such a great constitutional type remedy. It can just really support the action of other remedies. Capsicum is an explosive cough and with fetid expectoration. In other words, an odorous expectoration and they're Breath can have a horrible odor too. It's marked for when the child cries after coughing. It also is a whooping cough remedy. The funny thing about capsicum is that the child may cry because it throws pain to a distant part. For instance, the child starts coughing and then he has pain in his leg, or he's coughing, he has pain in his back. So it's really an interesting remedy for that, that it throws pain to the distant parts. Carboveg, the cough is caused by itching in the larynx. Now remember, carboveg, again, I like, to, I like to throw this in. Whenever there's um, a blueness about someone or they feel like they can't get enough air, carboveg is a really good intercurrent remedy as well. Not just for the cough, but it can be very specific too when the patient is worse by eating cold and when eating or drinking cold. Um, so anything cold makes them worse. You can kind of think of carboveg. The sputum can be greenish and tough or yellow. Like I said, carboveg is a really good intercurrent, especially when they're having trouble getting their air. Cassia sophera. Oddly enough, that's kind of funny because this is senna. So constipation, you think that when there's a cough, if, if you're familiar with that at all, but the cough, in this one, the cough precedes a dreadful wheezing. So they'll be coughing, 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 and then all of a sudden they'll start wheezing. So when that happens, cough and then wheeze, think of this remedy. And it can be a really thick yellow expectoration to this as well. It's a very interesting remedy. Like I said, if, if someone is sick and you, don't, you just don't think of remedies like that you would use for constipation to use for a cough as well. Like I said, if, if that's present, this remedy is definitely the one to think of. Costicum. Costicum just seems to be good for everything, doesn't it? <laughs> With costicum, there's usually a hoarseness or rawness or loss of speech. Um, in other words, they lose their voice. Dry cough in the evening provoked by tickling high in the trachea and long paroxysms induced by speaking. So someone's speaking, they start coughing, coughing, coughing. This is a really good remedy to think of for that. Chelidonium. Again, this is a really dry cough as if a sensation of dust. 
They say bilious pneumonia, night attacks, nightly attacks of asthma with a sense of constriction in the chest, respiratory complaints with liver symptoms. So it's kind of, you know, hand in glove when it comes to like liver patients. I always think of chelidonium for just about any issue at all. And Cena is here because many kids with parasites will have a cough. It's a dry, hollow, horse cough in single shocks <coughs> or fits of coughing <coughs> with worm symptoms. And the worm symptoms, we don't, how do you know what to look for in worm symptoms, right? It's usually they're just very edgy, very irritable children. And, or they wake a lot at night. That can be a symptom of worm symptoms. But do think of parasites when there's a cough. It's just like with, the, with the animals. I know as soon as we'd hear our dog bark or something like that, we knew we had to get them wormed because <laughs> dog bark. Oh, they barked all the time. When the dog, <laughs> that's funny, when the dog will cough, even just upon little exertion, you know, we, it's time to warn them. Worm them. Caucus cacti. This is a very famous whooping cough remedy. It's a horrific gagging cough that ends in vomiting. M there's much tenacious music and it, mucus, and it collects in the throat, and the and then, and the fosses can be inflamed, and the fosses, the pharyngeal, the pharynx area, way in back of the like deep in the base of the nose, and the back of the throat. And the funny thing is, is walking against the wind will take the breath away as well. Conium maculatum is a remedy that you wouldn't really think of when it comes to respiratory ailments. But it's in here because, kind of, well, in my research, there, um, you know, the funny thing is, is in homeopathy, we have to remember that we do not need to know the name of the disease in order to treat the symptoms, right? So you have to remember that all the time. So when it comes to conium, it's a, this is a very deep-seated disease state. It's, it's poison hemlock, okay? So think of Socrates and, <laughs> and conium. But it's in this list of respiratory ailments because it can have a periodical dry cough and short bouts. And it's worse lying down, laughing or talking. It can be worse at night. Shortness of breath on talking. Now, when you think of someone who they have a shortness of breath just because they're talking, they're a very sick person. This remedy is um, very important in this deep disease state. So... Like I said, you never you would never use this if someone wasn't deeply ill. It's not just for a flu or something like that, but it's I put it in here because I want you guys to know about it. So if you have an older person who has a deep-seated disease, this remedy may very well help them a lot. It's oppressed breathing, so they, they're having a hard time even talking to you because they just lose their breath. And the funny thing about this is it's in ascending paralysis, ending in respiration failure. Now, there are only a couple of diseases out there that end in respiration failure. And this remedy may very well help someone who has that type of issue. And I say ascending paralysis, you know, we're, we're talking organs starting to shut down here. But it can still bring relief. So I threw it in here. You would never use this for your children, <laughs> okay? But I want you to know about it, that it's there. Because it's just, this is such an amazing remedy, especially for our times. I think there's so many different diseases out there nowadays that, you know, Everybody thinks they have to go to the doctor for it, but there are remedies that can really bring relief. Okay, Corallium rubum. This is a wonderful whooping cough remedy. It's known as the machine gun cough. It tends the the expectoration 
has a cold sensation, and there's much violence to this cough. And I say machine gun remedy because that's what the cough sounds like. And I can't, I can't imitate this, but it's, you know, imagine a machine gun, <coughs> you know, type of thing. It wouldn't be that fast, obviously, but it would just be in succession. The paroxysms would be bam, 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 coughing like that. It's, like I said, it's an amazing remedy. When needed, this remedy that's really hard to replace with anything else. Another deep-seated whooping cough remedy is cuprum metallicum. Now, again, I know that cuprum can be beneficial for, for any age, but this I would think of an older person with cuprum because, again, it's a very deep-acting remedy, and to be in a cuprum state is not likely to be a small child. But it, you know, it may just be the remedy of choice when needed. Um, if the funny thing is, is the cuprum cough is paroxysms of three coughs in a row, <coughs> like that. Be worse cough than that, but three in a row, and then a, and then a pause, and then three more coughs, shortness of breath, and stomach uneasiness. You know everything is worse at 3 a.m. So this, like I said, it's a it's a whooping cough remedy. So think of that if there's three short coughs in a row. Drosera. Drosera is probably the number one whooping cough remedy. It's the same type of cough as Corellum. In other words, the same type of machine gun type cough. But there will be a pause in the tickle in the throat, and it's worse lying down. So they'll be coughing, 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 and then they'll take a break because <clears throat> the throat, the trachea, the itches or tickles. So that's the, that's the Drosera cough, and they will cough until they gag. Dulcamera. Dulcamera is effects of being outside, cold, damp, changes of from hot to cold weather. If though that is part of why the person got a cough in the first place, always give Dulcamera. It's I tell you, it's just it is the number one for that. There's a it's a loose rattling, worse cold and wet weather cough. Eupatorium. Eupatorium is usually associated when the person has influenza and fever. Um, the chest can be sore, and they might even hold their chest while they're coughing. So think of that, eupatorium, when it's due to the influenza that's, like I say, with the fever. Euphrasia, in other words, eye bright. When there's allergies and things like that, the respiration can be affected. This is a really good remedy to think of because they, they have easy expectoration during the day. They sleep really well at night, um, and they can just take a sip of water and get the cough to go away. Think of Euphrasia when it's that type of situation. Ferrumphos. Ferrumphos, again, I like to use this intercurrently, especially if the fever's coming on slowly. Uh, it's the first stage for any inflammatory condition. Bronchitis, especially in young children, croup, shortness of breath, tickling, hacking, spasmodic cough. Always think of Ferrumphos, and like I said, don't hesitate to give it, and especially in low potency for cell salt potencies. You know, give it in a 6 or 12x along with any other specific remedy that seems to be needed at the time. And two other remedies that we don't really think of for cough are the flu nozodes, the basilinum and influenzinum. Basilinum can be used for chronic recurring coughs. I like to use basilinum for someone who has these chronic recurring coughs. And influenzinum I like to use when the any for any cough, you can use this intercurrently as well when it's a dry, painful cough. So just like I said, 
I don't hesitate to use things intercurrently at all when the body is in a depressed state and has a really bad cough. Well, with that, I'm actually going to let you go. And this has been part one. And we will also have a part two. So I hope you can join us for that. And we will also have on our website, if you want to log in, I don't know how it works. <laughs> I know you get tired of me saying that, but I really don't. One of these days, I'm going to actually get some lessons about how websites work. And it's like, you know, Facebook and stuff like that. I don't do any of that because I don't have the time for one thing. And I never carry my phone around. But for those who do like to get their news and stay connected through the Facebook and websites, <laughs> computer studies, do log in and then you can download this printable list of cough remedies. But don't hesitate because it's a really good list and it has information about each type of cough for this and respiration issues. And we're here to help. You know, we want everybody to know about homeopathy, especially here before, I don't know, course we knew four years ago when they called for testimony um, the FDA so that people could write in to say why homeopathy should be left in the hands of the little people um, we I list I did download the transcript actually I should make that available on my website so everybody can listen to it or read it it's it, like I said it was a it was a farce they had no intention of keeping homeopathy legal they just have to drag it out for a bit so that the people don't scream too much they they had to get used to the idea of losing their wonderful home, homeopathic remedies. But anyway, like I said, homeopathy is a treasure beyond compare. Get your kits, get your remedies, store them, make water dilutions so that you never run out of your remedy. And we talk about all that in some of our other podcasts, but do get your remedies on hand and make sure that you have enough that you can pass on to your, your children. It's important, guys. I, I'm not kidding you. If we have any hope to keep our families healthy in the future, we need our tinctures on hand. We need a few. And that's why I say tinctures, because they keep indefinitely. We need our homeopathic remedies. And I like essential oils, too. They don't keep as well. But like I said, homeopathic remedies and tinctures will last indefinitely. So get them on hand. Get your arsenal. Learn about this stuff so that you can have your own little first aid room you know it's like people say what are we going to do Sue when we lose our remedies I'm like I'm not concerned I have my stash for myself and all my kids and it's yes it costs a lot of money but it's an investment in my future and my family's future and that's you know people are starting to understand that now it's one of those things and yes you can even make your own homeopathic remedies from tinctures that's another whole school right <laughs> but it can be done you know, it's just a lot of hard work. That's why we have established pharmacies, because <laughs> they do all the hard work for us, and they don't charge us hardly anything for it right now. But if we lose that that right to have our homeopathic remedies, well, we'll all be kicking and screaming then. So anyway, with that note, I will let you go, and I'll talk to you on the next podcast. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and